The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. All these homilies are the same in content as those preached. They have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have the space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord As some of you may know, although I retired a few years back, I didn't stay retired. After about a year, I went back to work. Not unlike the work I did most of my career, which was law enforcement, I now work conducting investigations into financial and fraud cases. Routinely, I am called to assist in an investigation that involves the treasurer, bookkeeper, some such person that has been stealing money from the local Little League, PTA, community pool, church, or other organization. The common denominator in most of these cases is there was a collection of money, fees, dues, fundraising, or some such that needed managing, and the person doing the job had very little or no oversight or accountability. If a person is given complete control over the funds without any supervision, it sets up an opportunity for theft. Oftentimes the person involved didn't intend to take the money. They simply found themselves with a need and opportunity. They tell themselves that It is just a short-term loan to get them over a rough spot, that they will pay it back. But because there is no oversight, they get away with it. And then there is another need, and another, and another. These so-called loans become more and more frequent and never get paid back. And before long, so much money has been taken that they would not be able to pay it back even if they wanted to. The theft often continues until bills go unpaid or some other related issue finally brings it to the attention of others. And then the big audit or accounting of the funds takes place, and the whole scheme is uncovered. That's usually when my phone rings. Many of these unfortunate cases could have been avoided if there had been some measures in place to provide oversight and accountability for the funds. One method that proves very effective in such cases is the conducting of both regular and random audits. 
An audit is simply a checking of the books and accounts to determine where the money is, what came in and what went out, where it went, and what's left. Knowing that the routine audits are in place, and that the random audits could come at any time, helps keep the spending in order, and deters the person keeping the books from being tempted to help themselves. I share this portion of my life with you because, as I read over this gospel today, I couldn't help but think about this parable of the rich man being confronted by God, and how it sounded like a big audit. If we consider all of one's possessions as gifts from God, to be used and managed according to His purpose for our life, and not our own, well, when that time comes, our books will be examined to determine whether we have stored up treasure for ourselves or are rich in what matters to God. So how do we prepare for that big audit? Well, first, I think we must have a mindset that this world is not the end, but the beginning. We must have our mind on heavenly things. See that next step as a reality, as a natural evolution, as a natural progression of our life, which is not just our earthly life, but eternal life. I often use eternal life as a reference to heaven obtained, but we all have eternal life, and we are in it now. We treat eternal life as if it's the next step, as if it's something we're not sure of and we'll see about when we get there. When we really have to incorporate the idea that our eternal life has started already. We teach and believe our church is comprised of three parts. The church militant, the church penitent, and the church triumphant. The militant are those of us struggling here on earth. The penitent are those in purgatory on their way to heaven. And the triumphant are the saints in heaven. Two parts of our church exist after our time in this world is finished. We need to lift our minds, our thoughts, and our vision so as to include our life to come as part of our frame of reference and perspective for our life here and now. If we do so, and today the Lord appears and demands our life, it won't matter that what we possess will be left to others because we will only be concerned about what we are taking with us, which is just our souls and how they have performed while we were here. Secondly, we have to get comfortable with including this image of God as auditor, judge, along with the other images we have of him. This parable has some harsh words for those of us who live in a world dominated by the philosophy that obtaining enough wealth to eat, drink, and be merry is the American dream. And this image of God saying to the rich man, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, while not the pleasant, loving, forgiving God image that we always hope for, it does serve its purpose. The different images of God given to us in Scripture, especially those given by Jesus, do not occur by accident. They are given with a specific purpose because Jesus knows what we need to hear. Jesus is giving us this image so that we realize there is going to be an accounting. For while Jesus knows far better than we do that God is our loving, merciful Father, He also knows 
it is not in our best interest to see God as a pushover. In our humanists, we need to have some sense of accountability in our lives in order to perform at our best. And sometimes we need to see the Father as being just as well as merciful. As a Father who, along with the gifts He gives us, expects a certain level of performance. Not simply one who is going to be satisfied with whatever we do. Third, we need to conduct our own routine and random self-audits. This is a great way to be sure that when the big audit comes, we have nothing to fear. We call these audits an examination of conscience. And the follow-up to them when needed is confession. We should all examine our conscience regularly and randomly as well. This is not to suggest that we are all motivated to steal. But we must all guard against becoming consumed with the idea of pursuing our own personal wealth, even by honest means, and letting that pursuit of wealth, that desire to have wealth, preserve wealth, eat, drink, and be merry the rest of our days, get in the way of what God calls us to, which is love of God and neighbor. God gives us what he gives us, the grace, the blessings, to be used in a way that serves him and serves our neighbor and shows charity and love for God and neighbor. To take that money and hoard it up for ourselves rather than sharing it. I mean, the man in the parable was rich to begin with. It starts out, he was a rich man. God gave him riches on top of riches and he chose to hoard them for himself rather than share them. The point isn't to tell you to give all your money to the poor, although that wouldn't be a bad thing. And it's not to say that we can't have some nice things. But to get us to ask the question, to encourage us to stop and ask, who is the Lord of my life? Is it money, possessions, or is it God? Am I managing my finances and my resources the way God calls me to? Or should I take another look? Am I accumulating wealth beyond my needs at the expense of not giving enough to the church, my neighbor, the poor? We don't ask this question for the sake of the poor or the church. The church will survive no matter what. Jesus said that the poor will be with us always. This is about our personal audit, our salvation. We ask this question so that when God comes to us at the time of our personal audit, he does not say, you fool, but my beloved child, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's joy. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.